InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. It's a tough time for the stock market and the economy. Is this a good time to invest? Well, some say it's the best time to invest with bargains galore. With more on this, let's welcome InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Tom Gardner. He and his brother Dave are the co-founders of The Motley Fool, a multimedia investment advisory company. They've written several books, most recently The Motley Fool Million Dollar Portfolio, How to Build and Grow a Panic-Proof Investment Portfolio. Tom, I think a lot of small investors are scratching their heads right now and saying, what happened? So what's your take on what happened over the past year or so to create this huge drop in the markets? Well, it was really building over a number of years, Taryn, and it all kind of came home to roost over the last 18 months. But really three forces, I think, um, were the primary contributors to a loss in the value of the stock market of more than 40% and obviously a real decline in the value of real estate and all asset classes. The first is that the interest rate environment encouraged people to borrow. The very low interest rates, particularly after 9-11, and understandably, the Fed trying to ease any potential crisis that could come out of that made it easier to borrow money, more capital in the marketplace. That led to pretty aggressive leverage. Simultaneously, there was a change in 2004 led by the SEC, which was one of the grand mistakes in American financial history. And that was the abandonment of the rule known as the net capital rule, which used to limit banks and investment banks to borrowing no more than about 11 times their capital. When that rule was abandoned, all of a sudden, an investment bank like Lehman Brothers could borrow 40 times their capital. So these so-called financial experts on Wall Street used a tremendous amount of leverage. They essentially turned their entire organization of tens of thousands of employees into a hedge fund that was highly levered. And if positions moved against them just a couple percentage points, as shocking as that sounds to us all now, the edifice would begin to collapse, and it did. And you saw uh, some of the largest investment banks and banks in the world collapse almost overnight. Now, there's a lot attached into this about people speculating in the real estate markets and packaging those mortgages and the sale of those mortgages inside the financial industry. All of that wrapped with a big bow is our 40% decline in equity values. So you're feeling the government should be a little more involved in regulation and that sort of thing? Absolutely. I mean, essentially, when you abandon a rule like control on the amount of leverage that a bank can take on, you are essentially saying, we believe so much in the free markets that we're actually going to take down speed limit signs anywhere. So if you're driving in a neighborhood with speed bumps for schools, we're going to allow people to go 80 miles an hour through there if they want to. And ultimately, it's up to everyone to take care of themselves and realize where they are and aren't safe at any point in time. That was the mentality that was taken in the financial markets. And the end result is that it put a lot of people at risk. Everyone gets affected by a meltdown in the financial world. And that's why this credit crisis is leading to a deeper and longer recession than is the historical norm. Some experts say when the market turns, the last thing you want to do is sit things out. Is it smarter to dive into stocks a little early before the market turns around or wait until a clear uptrend is happening? You know, our overall Motley Fool perspective, and it's difficult to be happy digesting this in times like this, is that you just continue adding money each month. Every other week when you get your paycheck, you're dropping a little bit of it into your 401k plan or into an IRA or into your discount brokerage account. And you do so through good times and bad times, and you make your 
practice to be a lifetime investor. And that means you get started as early as possible and you do so continually. And you just accept that there are going to be periods where the market is down 15% in a single year or down 40%, which is a real anomaly, but it did happen this year. And that on average, throughout the last 100 years, two years out of every three have been up years for the stock market. And the average rate of return has been about 10% a year for investments in equities. So that's our real perspective. And that's what I've been doing and what we've been doing as a company is just continually investing in the market. But I will say when prices fall like they have now, this presents a unique opportunity to put more in than ever before, to be more aggressive in your saving and to try and get some of that money into the market in excess of what you normally do. That can be tough, and it is very important for everyone to have a three- to six-month emergency fund before they make any 401k contribution, because if you lose your job, you don't want to have to pull from 401k, and you also don't want to find yourself in a difficult financial situation. But all in all, the stock market is an auction market, and when prices come down and people aren't bidding and there's fear in the marketplace, that's when the great investors, people like Warren Buffett, begin allocating more than $20 billion of cash over just the last couple months because he knows the auctioneer is calling out prices. People aren't bidding. This is the time for me to step in and buy. For people that really aren't savvy enough or don't have the time to really research individual stocks, what are some good options? You know, the first best option, and for many people it can be one of the last options, is simply to buy the total market index fund from Vanguard. The fee on that fund is 0.09%. This is in a world where the average mutual fund charges between 1% and 2% per year. So you're getting 90% plus cut in fees to own this fund. And the total market index fund from Vanguard just buys essentially every stock in America and says, we're just going to buy the whole marketplace for you and you'll get the average rate of return. If every American graduated from high school or college and knew if I just take this three-step approach, I don't really have to spend any time thinking about my finances, and I am virtually guaranteed to retire early if I want or on time with no financial concerns from age 65 forward. And the three-step approach is this. I'm going to always pay down my credit card. At the end of every month, I will never have revolving debt on my credit card because those interest rates of 10% plus are very painful. Number two is I'm going to try and save 10%, at least 10% of my salary and invest it in the stock market for the long term. And number three, I'm just going to put it in the total market index fund. I'm going to buy all U.S. stocks. I'm going to pay almost no fee to do so, and I'm just going to let it ride. They're going to be good years, bad years. If every, again, 18 or 21-year-old knew that three steps that could be taught and explained in a half hour, we would be stronger as a country, no question. Consumer finance stats would be much more pleasing to the eye than they are today. And you wouldn't have to spend much more time than just taking those small steps to do that. One of the chapters in your book is called Why Great Investors Are Odd. Maybe you can explain that a little. First, how are they odd and why is that? Well, great investors are odd because typically if you look through the history of master investors and study some of their personality traits, they're often very contrary thinkers. And that contrariety comes from being a real individualist and often something of a loner being a little bit on the outside looking in. If you look at the great investors and you look at Warren Buffett, he was a little bit on the outside as a child. He moved from Omaha to Washington, D.C. when his father was elected, and he was struggling a little bit socially. But the net result of that is that he saw things in a slightly different perspective. He's also a great entrepreneur from a young age. But I think that in order to be a truly great investor, you have to be contrary to your human nature and general human nature, which means that you're actually excited right now, saying, this is when I'm greedy. This is when I'm excited. This is the best time to be an investor. 
We're talking with Tom Gardner, 50% of the brothers that make up the Motley Fool. Any final words of wisdom for investors? Jack Bogle, who is the founder of Vanguard, which I think is the best mutual fund company in the in the world, was in our office, and we asked him, what advice are you giving to people in your life that are investors, whether active or not? And he said, it feels so opposite to everything I believe. It feels like I'm undermining my very own principles by giving this advice, but the advice is simple. If you're anxious, don't even open your account statement. And the reason he said that, we asked him, was when we get afraid, we typically transact. And I believe that unless you need the money, absolutely need that money in the next three years, this is one of the worst times in modern investment history to be a seller of stocks. Now, of course, if you need the money in the next three years, either to make mortgage payments or to pay for tuition or any meaningful expenditure that you know you're going to have, that money shouldn't be in the stock market, even now at these attractive prices for long-term investors. So I think I'd say that Warren Buffett put it more succinctly, as always, and more intelligently than I could when he said, the most important thing you can do as an investor is to learn how to manage your temperament. You've got to get emotion under control. And that means being a long-term investor, having a greater than a three to five-year time horizon when you're making investments in the stock market, and recognizing that in these times, you're going to get better prices than anybody has gotten for 20 years as an investor in America on average. It's great to get some encouraging advice amidst all this gloom and doom. Tom, is there a website listeners can go to to learn more about your wonderful philosophy? Our website is very simply fool.com. It's a free site. We publish about 50 articles a day. We try and cover the entire market every day. Tom Gardner of The Motley Fool, thank you so much for being with us today on InfoTrack. Taryn, thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Taryn McCall. Next, if your child is bright but a little scatterbrained, we've got some startling new ideas to help you keep your kid on track. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.